With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get started. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He is so good to us. Um, the Lord has blessed us today with this, um, this weather that we're having. So I am like so very thankful that I'm still trying to mute folks. Sorry. Um, I am so very thankful that, again, uh, he gives us this quiet time. I don't know about you, but you um, will find out that God sets aside time for him and you. And you may look at it a whole different way, but when the way God looks at it, he is spending time with you. I love the phrase, and I don't know if you really uh, d- delve into it, when it pertains to um, Adam and Eve, but that was a very special moment when God, watch this, when God comes into the garden looking for Adam. You better understand the, the relationship that God seeks to have with his children and with his, um, you know, some folks say he's our creator, but I like to say he's my father. And, and he wants to spend time with me. He's not an absentee father. He's not one that uh, will say, I'm going to pick you up this afternoon and then leave you sitting on the school steps. And you got to, uh, the, the administrator has to call your mother and say, uh, the dad didn't pick him up. Can you come pick him up because he's sitting outside crying? No, no, no. When God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Now, watch this. God says, if you want me to be close to you, draw close to me. If you draw close to me, you can guarantee it. It's, it's not a possibility. It, 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 it may happen. It may not happen. No, you can guarantee that God is going to draw close to you. Why? Because the word says so. And it's not like some of the other contracts we get. You know, you read the contract um, at the point of purchasing a car or getting an insurance policy and 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 then all of a sudden they're not fulfilling what they said they were going to do in that policy so what happens you wind up not being able to get the benefits of the policy because you did not read the policy or you did not understand interpretation is very important you didn't understand the policy or the policy, watch this, it was right in front of you, but that portion was never explained. That's why it's so important, and we're going to see it again tonight. You've got to get into this word. Getting into the word is so important for your relationship with God, and many times folks try to get a relationship with God and do it in a superficial, a, a surface way, where with God, you've got, to, you've got to have a commitment in your mind that this, I'm going deep with God. I'm getting a closer relationship with him, and I'm going to press my way into it. Now, in the book, and thank God we're still there, it's called A Guide to Effective and Powerful Prayer. A Guide to Effective and Powerful Prayer, Becoming a Prayer Warrior by Elizabeth Ells. Now, again, this is a very, I love the book. I'm, I'm walking through it step by step. I'm not trying to rush through it. And then in particularly when I'm taking the scripture, I'm, I'm, we're using the scripture as a foundation. It underpins what we are uh, uh, studying and then what we're standing on as believers. So you take this time aside. You know what? It was a joke to me earlier today. I said, you know what? Bible study, because of the inclement weather, Bible study will continue. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because of inclement weather, Bible study will continue. That's one of the benefits of having the Bible study on the phone. That's one of the benefits. Yes, I love the face-to-face. I love the fellowship. I love to be able to get some uh, feedback going back and forth. But one of the benefits of having a Bible study on the phone is that even if it's a blizzard hit our area, guess what? We still got Bible study. 
if if you are at a distance, uh, benefit number two, if you are at a distance, you're in Michigan. As a matter of fact, we've had some folks on Michigan to to uh, listen in. We've had some folks in West Virginia. They don't have to travel to D.C. and then travel back to West Virginia, travel back to Michigan over the phone line. This is something that God does to open up this relationship. And watch this. It's for the people who need this particular study. Sometimes folks don't chime in every night. Sometimes they chime in, I'm believing, when the Holy Spirit says chime in. That's what we're talking about tonight on page 80. We're talking about listening, a key part of intercession, listening. And many times what happens is we talk too much. We talk entirely too much about stuff we don't know. Right before I got on the call, um, I was looking for Job. Uh, I was looking for that part in Job, and I believe it was 38, um, but it could have been uh, earlier than that. And I'm looking in my paper by my 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 um, yeah my paper Bible because I've got it highlighted in a particular way, and it says the Lord interrogates Job face to face. Chapter 38, because we talk entirely too much. Help us, God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, move by your spirit in the midst of our study of your word. Draw us closer as we draw close to you by studying your word. Thank you, dear Lord. We thank you for drawing close to us that your word might be activated in our hearts and in our minds, that we might walk out this thing called Christianity, that others might see what you're doing in our life and bring glory to your name. Thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Have your way. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen to what it says. Then the Lord answered, and I'm in Job 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Because Job started just talking, talking, talking. Many times when it comes to us in, in the presence of the Lord, you should do a lot more listening than you do talking. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give folks the hookup. You know, folks love to get the hookup. When they go into the grocery store, when they go into the clothing store, if you go into a restaurant, wherever you are, if it's a timeshare, you, you, you try to get the hookup. Matter of fact, uh, co-pastor was on the phone with folks today. She got the hookup. She, she was, she was on, the, on the phone wheeling and dealing with them folks and, and working out deals. And she's bold when it comes to working them deals out. And, and, and you want the hookup. You want that kind of connection. You want somebody to give you a hookup. I'm trying to give you the hookup. If you get into God knows more than you, so you're praying, let your will be done. When you saturate yourself with the awesomeness of your God, when you, the, the, listen, the finite mind that you have and the infinite wisdom that he has, look, it's no comparison. Watch what the Bible says. His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts, so what do we do? We do a whole lot more listening than we do talking. Hold on. Close that door for me, babe. So, so we do a whole lot more listening than we do talking. Why? Because you recognize, it. listen, the Bible clearly said, and folks, watch it, even if it's clear, folks still don't want to hear it. The Bible says, you, where is it at? Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I want to look it up because I, I just want to write it on my page. Um, you don't know what to pray. And if we're talking, listen, this is, your, this is your everything. Prayer is your lifeline. Prayer is your lifeline. Uh, it doesn't give me a scripture right off the back. You don't know what to pray. Let's just say scripture. Okay. Good, good. Bam. Okay, in the same way the Spirit helps us. All right, let's see if that's it. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
He won't let you go too wrong too long. That's why we depend on him. And when, when you saturate yourself with, I need you, I need you, I need you, Lord, I don't know what to do. I honestly don't know what to do. Let me tell you something. The Lord loves a person that says, I need you to tell me. Which way do I go? Any, listen, look back through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. Before they made a move, you know what they did? Lord, should we go up against them? Lord, what should we do tomorrow? Lord, what is, what, how should we handle this situation? Lord, how should we handle that situation? 826 says, likewise, the Spirit also help us our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are. What what did you say? Because I want to pray my own prayer. I want to do my own thing. you got to learn to trust God in your spirit, man. And let me tell you something. When you tap into how powerful your spirit is, you will shut up even the more. You will spend more time in thanksgiving. You will spend more time in hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. You will spend a whole lot more time in saturating yourself in God, you're awesome. God, you're wonderful. God, you can do this. God, you can do that. God, you open opened my eyes this morning. God, you showed me how to heal my body. God, you show, God, you, God, you, this, that's how you wind up being. Why? Because you understand. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, you can check that out in many different translations. It's going to help you out tremendously. It's going to show you that when you lean and depend on the guiding and the leading of God, then you're going to find out he makes, good God Almighty, he makes your way prosperous. He starts, watch this, when you trust him, listen, things, I started my day off today, I said, Lord, about an hour, I don't know if it's going to be a full hour, but I'm, I just want to spend some time in prayer. I'm spending time in prayer. While I'm praying, I'm, I'm, I'm also getting some other thoughts about what I'm going to do today. Watch this. Before I got out of prayer, I got a phone call. Got a phone call, went through that phone call. The next thing you know, as soon as that phone call was over, my little plan got disrupted from the start. Why? Because I'm dependent on God. Now, what I could have done when I heard this, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, because while I was praying, I heard this, so I'm going to do this, so I can't do that. You've got to learn to make way for the Holy Spirit. And watch, I'm going to tell you this, the blessings in the obedience. Now, you can stick to your plan if you want to, and you can be productive that day and get all your things off your little checklist done. Your plan of action, your POA, guess what? You checked off everything on your plan of action, but you didn't. Good ideas are not always God ideas. Write that one down. Write that one down. Good ideas are not always God ideas. Watch this. I'm at the top of page 81 in that first paragraph where it says, um, where were we at? When God, watch this, when God is silent, keep waiting in faith. When God is silent, keep waiting in faith. That's where we ended last week. That's where we're going to begin this week. And do not allow the enemy to cause you to succumb to unbelief. Now, the main thing is that you stay focused. Hebrews 4.11, let's go there real quick. Hebrews 4.11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. And this is a confidence. This is a comfortable place where even though chaos is happening around you, you're okay. Another translation, easy to read, says, so let us try, and that's Hebrews 4.11, Hebrews 4.11, so let us try as hard as we can to enter into a place of rest. We must try hard so that none of us will be lost by following the example of those who refuse to obey God. How are you going to have your own will and you refusing to obey God? How are you going to have your own will and you're not obeying what he says. The the Good News translation says, let us then do our best to receive that rest so that no one, I'm sorry, so that no one of us will fail as they did because of their lack of faith. So the main thing is at all times, you know something, I'm trusting God. No, yeah, it looks bad. No, it doesn't look like I'm going to get out of this easily. No, no, no. It may not look like I'm getting out of it easily, but I'm getting out of it. And whatever it may come, let me tell you something. God will always intervene and show you what needs to happen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. 
First Peter, one. Peter, and we're looking at four. Colon, eighteen dash nineteen. Here we go. Next scripture. First Peter chapter four, verse eighteen and nineteen. And again, what is this? When God is silent, don't lose faith. You saw, because I'm not hearing. God says, work out what I already told you. Go back to your routine. Sometimes I'm, I'm working out. When I'm working out, sometimes I'm working out and I'm building myself up and I'm doing more and more and more. Next thing you know, I lay off. When I lay off and, I'm, and it's starting for me to get back on track, you know what I do? I go back down in my workout and start off again. Let's say I got up to 50 reps. I go back down because I've been laying off. So I'm getting out of shape. I go back to doing 5 or 10 or 15. Then I do 15 until it becomes easy, and then I jump up to 20. If I can jump from 15 to 25, I do that. From 25 to 30. Why? Because I'm back to where I was going when I was up at 50. I'm heading back in that direction. I break it back down, but I don't stop. The key is many times when we don't hear from God, we, watch this. We, throw, we don't look for up the, when you're in a boxing match, the coach, because when the boxer is in the ring, he doesn't have the towel. When the towel gets thrown in, your corner says, he doesn't know it, but he's taking too many blows. He's getting ready to get damaged. They throw the towel into the ring, and that means stop the fight. What do we do? Many times when we don't hear from God, we go over to the, we go over to the corner, take the towel from the coach, our personal trainer. We take the towel, and we throw the towel. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Into the ring. It's over. You're going back in the opposite direction. No, what you got to do is go, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. Listen, you've got to go back to where you started. Go back to praying. Go back to repenting on a daily basis. I tell folks all the time, listen, we, brought, we buy a box of fellowship cups for the church. I get a box of fellowship cups for my home. Why? Because it says as often as you do this in remembrance of me, I'm fellowshipping with him. I'm remembering his, his, his uh, 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 crucifixion. I'm remembering the miracles. I'm going through this more often than once a month. It's not enough for me. I've got to keep getting in his presence, and I want to be intimate with him. He's chasing after me, and I'm chasing after him. Let's keep it moving. Watch what it says. Focus on God's what? faithfulness, and other positive attributes while you are waiting. You've got to keep your mind. Focus on God's faithfulness, and I'm telling you, when it comes to you being a, a very powerful prayer person, and in particularly in the spirit, letting God use you to do damage to the enemy's camp all over the world, you have got to relinquish your mouth to God. That's why when you go up in tongues, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what is happening. Why? Because this is something intimate between you and God. Now, who God gives this to? God doesn't give it. Some folks, you got them keep. Yeah, they, they sound real good. Their, their tongues sound better than mine. It sounds real good. Matter of fact, when they go up in their tongues, other people respond in the natural to their tongues. Watch this. It doesn't edify the body. My tongues. Don't do nothing for the body. Me, watch this. Me praying in the natural, me praying in understanding helps the body because they understand what's going on. When I when I do, listen, they don't know what's going on. This is something between my spirit and God's spirit. And let me tell you the spirit that he gives it to. He gives it to a spirit that has saturated itself with God, you know everything. God, you are awesome. God, you direct me. God, you take my mouth and do whatever you want to do with it. God, make do damage it to the enemy's camp. Have your way, oh God, all over this earth. When you saturate yourself that way, that's when you do it in Jesus' name. Jesus said, I only do what the Father said. I only go where the Father said. I'm not laying hands unless the Father says. I'm not calling nobody back from nowhere unless the Father says. That's the kind of person that God can use. He's not using the person who's trying to take his, his giftings, his miracles, and use them to, his, to their own glory. 
Here it is. You, you focus on God's faithfulness. When you focus on God's faithfulness, it changes your prayer because you know by, by studying his word what he's already promised. Not only his faithfulness, but his, watch this, his positive attributes while you're waiting. Psalms 33 and 18. Let's do it again. I know we may have went over Psalms 33, colon, 18. I'm just being obedient. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that do what? Fear him. And upon them that hope in his mercy. I heard a song today uh, by Anthony Brown, and it was, um, oh, God, deserve. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Deserve. And the whole song is about I don't deserve. All this goodness, I don't deserve it. All this mercy, I don't deserve it. Focus on, listen, hope in his mercy. Hope in that I mess up, I'm messing up, and I messed up, and I messed up, and I thank God. Listen, don't take it for granted. I think some people know that God is going to have mercy on them. God has called them, and he's put this anointing on their life, and they live kind of wretched. They live dirty, filthy lives, and they understand that God's going to have mercy. And then God has to expose them. How do you think ministers and pastors and priests, they go so long and doing it? Why? Because they know the mercy of God. You remember, uh, who was it, Jonah? I know that you're going to have mercy on the Ninevites. I don't want to go there because you're going to have mercy. When you understand God's mercy, it should not make you abuse him. When you understand God's mercy, you ought to love him. Focus. This is what it says. When you're an intercessor, listen, you stay in this very humble mode of focusing on God's faithfulness, focusing on his positive attributes, and then you delve, as the scripture says, in his mercy, in your mind, you're diving in knowing that God is merciful. Check one more. Let's look at uh, Psalms backspace 37. And let's just do, I got to do 37 because, do I have to? 37. No, I can do two. All right, colon, 34, and then comma. No, that was supposed to have been seven. Okay, seven, comma. Good. All right, let's see if I do this right. I'm doing it in Bible Gateway. You can pull up two separate scriptures in the same chapter, and it'll space them. Yep, there they go. Thank you, God. It says, watch this, and I love Psalm 37. I can just read that thing over and over and over again. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way. Keep your eye off other people because they're getting this and they're getting that. That's not your journey. Because of the man who bringeth the wicked devices to pass, that's his journey. That's somebody that God is allowing to, to, for you to encounter them. When you encounter them, guess what? That's not for you to, to envy them. Help me, God. That's verse number 7, Psalms 37. Verse number 34 says, wait on the Lord. Keep his way. That sounds like that will. I don't, I don't know. I, I just read it into everything. Keep his way. Then it says, and he shall do what? Exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So you, this is, this is your comfort. When you see them prospering, you don't say, well, I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying. Why are you wondering about why they getting ahead and that ain't got nothing to do with your journey? Your thing is that your ear is tuned to God and you're looking to go where he tells you to go. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Let's keep it moving. It says here, we're moving on. That was Psalms 37, verse 7, verse 34. It says here, God's people need not think that listening to him is something difficult. You need to write that one down. God's people need not think that listening to him is something difficult or only the very spiritual or mature. It's for only for those that are spiritual, super spiritual, or mature. And that's what folks are to think. Because you're the pastor, that's how you're getting it. That's how you can claim to be God's favor because you No, God is saying every all my children are special. I don't take one over the other. 
I love all of them. When Moses was up on the mountain, yeah, he was trying to hear. He was hearing from God. But guess what? At one point, he says, okay, bring the people. I'm going to. I'm going to speak to them. And, and what did the people say? No, Moses, you, you, speak to, you speak to God, and then you just tell us what God said. We don't, we don't want to go up there. Well, guess what? I want to hear whatever God wants to tell me, and that's why I believe I'm on his journey. It's not my journey. It's not what I want to do. It's not how I feel about that person. It's not how I feel about that assignment. It's that, oh, I don't want to do this. That's somebody else's job. I shouldn't have gotten that assignment because I had already did a hard assignment last week. No, 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 no. This is whatever you have for me to do, God. Thank you, Lord. What am I to learn? Matter of fact, I was ministering to a brother today, and, and he was giving me somewhat of his story, you know, that it was a rough night. And I said, brother, man, listen, it could be. I can send you a couple of videos. I can send you some third-world videos and show you that you got it good. And, and right as we were speaking, a brother walked in front of us. He got out of the car in front of us. This dude's feet, both of his feet was turned to the right. You know how a person, one foot goes to the right, one foot goes to the left. They kind of walk like that, that penguin thing they got going on. Listen, this dude's feet, both of them was turned to the right. His legs were bowed. So at the knee, instead of just leaning back, at the side, I'm talking where your knee, both of your knees kind of bend, and then both of your feet turn to the right, and both of your knees bend to the right. So it goes from your hip, if you're standing up straight, kind of bend down, but instead of your knees bending forward, his knees bent to the side. So when he walked, he leaned hard to the right and then got to walk and lean hard to the left to kind of catch himself and then hard to the right, hard to the left. And then when he's not beside a car or a railing or something to support him, somebody got to walk beside him because the, the hard way that he leaning when he walking and tilting and weebling and wobbling back and forth, he might fall down. Right as I was saying, brother, you need to stop complaining, man. I'm telling you, you got it good. Sister, let me tell you something. Don't keep complaining. You better understand your God got you. In any situation you show me, I can show you somebody. Keep our minds. You got to keep focused. What does it say? Focus on God's faithfulness. Focus on his attributes. God's people need to listen. And don't think that it's difficult. Don't think that this thing, oh, they're super spiritual or they're more mature than me. God's got you exactly where he wants you. The Lord, watch this, the, the more time you spend with the Lord in total trust, I'm, I'm still, I'm in that second, I think this is about the third paragraph. The more time you spend with him in total trust, just like a child, the more clear you will recognize his voice. The ability to communicate increases with maturity. So you got to go on this journey. Watch this. How do you expect the God, God to take you to this next level of understanding, to, to take you to this, this new maturity in him, and you ain't listened to the first commands? Watch this. Okay, here, here we go. You're sitting at the table. You, you're a little baby, and, and you're trying to grow. And, and, and the mommy's saying, come on, open your mouth. Now, now, you can't get to the chewing and you can't get to the swallowing, thank you, Holy Ghost, until you open your mouth. So you're trying to get the weight on you so you can grow, but you can't open your mouth so you can't get the food in so you can chew, and you can't chew it so then you can swallow it. If you're starting to take on hard food and, you're, and you, got, you can't just swallow it, you'll be choking. And, and there it is again. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's another example. Oh, so you're going to skip. You're going to open your mouth, and then you want to go straight to swallowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're skipping steps. God is trying to take you slow. But, no, you see somebody else swallowing, so you want to swallow because they're swallowing. Thank you, God. You're not at the swallowing level. God says you're still at. Come on, open up. Open up. You you fighting on open up. Come on, chew uh-uh, chew your food. Matter of fact, I gotta back up because I'm trying to feed you solid food. You can't handle it. I gotta go back to feeding you baby food that's smashed up because when God says do this or do that and you can't handle it, now I gotta take you back. You gotta read more words. Get your system ready so when God says, 
do X, Y, Z. You read it in the Word. Love them that hate you. Could, I'm not, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm not doing that. I'm not loving nobody to hate me. It's the Beatitudes. I'm not praying for those who despitefully. You, listen, you don't get no prayers out of me if you using me. And God says, come on, pray for them. Open your mouth. Pray for them. Oh, no, no, no. It's three years later. Open your mouth. Come on. Come on. That's why you don't have any weight in the spirit. That's why you're still uh, grappling in the, in the daytime as if it's dark. You, you, you reaching out with your hands like a blind person in spiritual things. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Spiritual things, you're not there. Because the things that God is saying, open your mouth. Open your mouth. 2015, open your mouth. 2017, open. 2019, open your mouth. Listen, have, did you understand something? He didn't go, open your mouth. I said open your mouth. You know what we do as parents? We put the spoon there, and then we try to pry the mouth open a little bit, maybe let them taste it a little bit, because once they taste it, then maybe they'll see that it's good, and they'll open their mouth and eat it. No, no, no. God is saying before the spoon gets anywhere near your mouth, open your mouth. So what are we saying? Can I break it down? Because somebody may be saying, is he really talking about babies? Are we like babies? Is, is God trying to feed us baby food? No. He's asking you to pray for your enemies. He's, he's telling you to pray. He's telling you to love them to hate you and despitefully use you, and you're going no. And he's saying, I can't take you to this next level until you are obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Flip back to the book. Okay? So it says, you got to look to him, look to the Lord in total trust. When you spend more time with him in total trust, just like that child, you start to recognize his voice, and the ability to communicate increases with maturity. You, watch this. This is what happened this morning. Make time. Matter of fact, the other day I came off the road early, and when I came off the road early, my, uh, my, my plan, when I did my projection, I was going to be on the road until 2 or 3 o'clock. Now, here it is, 1 o'clock, I was already heading to the gas station and ready to come home. So I said, I, I, you got to make time. I hope you highlight it. I hope you write it in the margin. I hope you write something about make. you got to make time. You go to bed early. Why? Because I want to get up. I want to get up early. I went to bed at 10 o'clock. I went to bed at 9 o'clock. I went to bed at 8 o'clock. Why? I went to bed at 8 because 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, that's six hours of sleep, and at 2 o'clock I want to be up because from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, I'm, I'm going to have me a thank you, Jesus, time. 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Now, here it is. Pastor, can you talk to me about something? Because X, Y, Z. You don't know get up early and do warfare? All this time you've been in the Lord and you don't know it's time for a prayer meeting? It's time to intercede. It's time for, watch this, when I go into the spirit, I'm praying in the spirit, but I'm also in my mind, I'm dealing with the Lord with issues that people have given to me. The young lady who called me this morning at the end of prayer time lays some things out that she's getting ready to do. When I'm praying in the spirit, I'm also I'm just calling her name. Why? Because God knows what she needs better than me. I may just be praying that those things open up for her, and guess what? They're no good for her. I'm trusting that God knows better than me. So I'm calling her name and asking God to have mercy. She's saying that it's an issue, but if it's an issue that, that's, that's hindering her from being close to God, her being obedient to God, her having this fellowship with God, her setting this example for other folks, then guess what? I'm sure my God is faithful. He's going to handle that. You make time for him. His sheep, watch this, his sheep will hear his voice. John chapter 10, verse 27. Let's go here. I'm going to go to that Knowing Jesus uh, website. John chapter 10, verse what? Uh, 27. All right, 1027, watch this. My sheep hear my voice, and they and watch this, and I know them. And they know me. They follow me. When you, when you follow him, hopefully it's somebody that you know. They hear my voice. 
God is speaking, and he's speaking all the time. He speaks through all kinds of ways. He gave us today, he gave us a visual to go with the audible. The audible wasn't as if I'm speaking on the phone today. The audible was in my heart. So what he had placed in my heart concerning him and concerning life, he gave us a visual right in front of us. We're sitting there talking, and the dude gets out of the car. Matter of fact, if we weren't sitting in the car, he may have leaned on the car because of that rock that he had. He was leaning, rocking back and forth. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's John chapter 10, verse 27. Then it says in John eight forty-seven, he who is of God hears the word of God. John eight forty seven. Now we're gonna move on into this next session section. It says, How does God speak? Watch this. How does God speak? Now something that we got going on today, God spoke to me. So a whole lot of people are saying it. God spoke to me. God said this, God said that. I tell folks all the time, you better be careful. You better be careful. I pray to God that when we get to heaven, God is not up in heaven calling some folks out saying, what was all that you heard from me, you heard from me? I wasn't saying that. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be checking folks at the gate saying, no, 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 don't get scared. You are coming in, but I need to dialogue with you with some things. Here it is. You had a whole life of saying, I said, I said, I said. Some of this, I, the stuff that you said, I said, didn't even line up with my word. I don't even know how the people believed it. That's why I told you, in this day and age, it's got to be a confirmation for me. If it's not a confirmation, it's better be very, very strong that it's coming from God. God better speak to me. Matter of fact, the confirmation may come instantaneously because they're speaking to me, and God is confirming it in me and giving me that resolve that what they're saying is coming from him. If not, guess what? I'm spending my private time with God, and I know him enough that he is going to show me or he's going to speak to me, and that's going to be clarified. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch what it says. God spoke to me, is one of the most misunderstood phrases among his people. It can create an atmosphere of what? Misunderstanding, confusion, hurt, rejection, jealousy, pride, and negative response. Perhaps you have run into someone, flip over to page 82, who, who feels he or she has an edge on hearing from God. We run into those folks. Matter of fact, you can even see it sometimes. You know, God said. You know, they get this, they, they get this air about them because God said this, God said that. Well, again, guess what? We all got the words. You already know God said that. Oh, no, they're going to speak into your life or something that God said for you in particularly. Well, read the word. Sometimes what they're speaking, you've never seen that kind of thing prophesied or spoke about in the word. Okay, I know. The Word of God says that everything that God does is not written in the Bible. If it was, guess what? The, the, the books <clears throat> would fill up the world. Everything that he's done, it would fill up the world. He's done some mighty things. He's doing things we would not even know. You know about the forest fires in California. You don't know how many forest fires he stopped. You're talking about the ones that caught on fire. You don't know how many he stopped. You don't know how many the arsonists tried to start, and God blew them out. The tsunamis. You got you to gotta do your research and find out exactly some of the experimental things that folks are doing with science that could literally cause the earth floor to, to shift with sound waves. You got to research that's one thing I loved about Dick Gregory. He had some really unusual ways, but he had some also some ways that would enlighten you when it came to studying. So when he talked, he talked from, watch this, facts. You would be amazed at how many times God has stopped the evil, danger seen and unseen. I'm talking about things on a world stage, but for you personally, you don't know how many things that people have plotted and planned, and guess what? It did not go through. Why? Because God was on your side. Why? Because you were operating in faith. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. First understand, I'm in the second paragraph, first understand that God rarely speaks in an audible voice. This is Elizabeth Al. Y'all don't have to believe her if you don't want to. 
This is Elizabeth Owls. Y'all don't know her. Y'all ain't never seen her before. Matter of fact, her picture ain't on the front. It ain't on the cover. I'm looking in the back. I don't see her picture. Y'all ain't never seen her before. She could walk up on you any day now, and you don't even know that's her. That's Elizabeth Owls right there. This is what she said. God very rarely speaks in an audible voice. It can happen, but he very rarely does it. God is a spirit, and he communicates with us through his Holy Spirit within you, John 14. In John 14, it talks about God abiding in you, and that he will be in you. He abides with you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And then he will be in you. He abides with you, and he will be in you. That's your confidence. Thank you, God, for being with me. God, keep me because I'm feeling, I'm feeling confused. God, keep me. Keep me, Father. I don't care who you are. It's going to be times where you get up. Listen, Moses was on the mountain with God. He comes down the mountain. God says, you've got to get down there. The people going crazy. They are uh, making a God down there, and they're dancing and everything. That's not them praising me. That's them praising this God. They're having a party. Get down there. Moses go down there. He get upset. He's throwing down the tablet. Listen, don't get upset. Know that God is in control. And if you're going to get angry, get angry at the enemy. I tell folks all the time, I'm mad. You know what? This makes me mad. You know who I'm mad at? The devil. It'd be another situation, a whole different person. And say, you know what? That makes me mad. You know who I'm mad at? The devil. It'd be another day, another situation, different person. Guess what? That makes me mad. You know who I'm mad at? The devil. Listen, I keep it. I keep my 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 attack. I keep my defense pointed at the right person. I'm not mad at my wife. I'm not mad at church members. I'm not mad at the body of Christ. And I'm definitely some folks don't know it, but I think they're mad at God. I'm definitely not mad at God. All my anger is directed towards the enemy. Watch this. And very pointedly, you've got to stay calm because many times. God has allowed, you better look at it, when you're God's man, God's woman, and God says, have you tried my servant? Put your name right there. Have you tried my servant? Put your name right there. When you start loving on him, when he sees your faithfulness, he sees that you're growing in him. Listen, he's proud of you. I don't know if it was pride or whatever uh, that, that my, my, and particularly my mother, she wanted to make sure that we didn't wind up punks. So she didn't let us run from no fights. And particularly one-on-one, she wasn't going to allow us to be jumped. But when it came to a one-on-one, if, if you want a part of him, then you can fight him. Because I know, listen, I didn't taught him, and he will whip you. But it's going to be one-on-one. I believe that's the way. Listen, that's the spirit of God. God will boast about you in the face of the enemy and say, try him. Try him. Try him. Hallelujah. You better get to the place where God, good God Almighty, God can boast about you in the face of the enemy and say, excuse me, uh, I see you running around jumping on my children. Have you tried to jump on this one? Where God can trust and, and have the confidence that if you try him, he will not. He will be obedient to me. He will not make me look bad. He will never curse me. He will do what I ask him to do. I know him. I don't look on the outward appearance. I look on his heart. And when I look at his heart, he is dedicated. He loves me. He hates evil. And he hates, watch this, he hates evil because I said it's evil. Good God Almighty. He hates, watch this. See, some folks can't hate evil because they can't get on the understanding of God. You can only hate. The stuff that you dub as something that's bad, something that's no good, something that's foul, something that's corrupt. you got to get to the place where thy will be done. So if you say, even if it feels good to me, even if I want it, if I know it's wrong, God is wrong, please forgive me. God, I'm sorry. And that's nasty. See, watch this. If you don't say it's nasty, if you don't say it's corrupt, if you don't say it's evil, then guess what? You're bound to do it again. 
Good God Almighty. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch what it says here. It says, if anyone loves me, watch this, he will keep my words. I'm still in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, that's a good one to just read over and over and over again. He will keep my words. See, watch this. It opens up your understanding. It opens up your relationship with him. The intimacy, intimacy gets stronger and stronger the more obedient you are. The less obedient you are, the distance you keep from you and your God. My father, watch this, my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Look at it in another translation. I'm not going there. I'm keeping it moving. Watch this. We will make our abode, and in brackets it says you. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost going to come inside you, and let me tell you something. They're going to take over. But what do you have to do? you got to read this word, and you got to do what it says. Stop asking questions of stuff you already know, trying to sound intellectual, trying to do it the way you hear somebody else doing it. It's not about that. That's what's got us in trouble right now in the church, folk mimicking what other folks do that ain't got nothing to do with a relationship. God does things different, and matter of fact, he can do it different with every person. Here it is. We're trying to make cookie-cutter cookie churches, cookie-cutter Christians, doing what everybody else does, and guess what? That's not what it's all about. It's about you hearing from God, and if God says, listen, the other brothers was in the house, how, how come they had to get David and he outside? How come somebody else wasn't outside? How come they didn't say he was out uh, where? Do you have any other children? I'm talking about Samuel. Jesse. Oh, Samuel went to Jesse. It wasn't Jesse. I might be mixing my names up. But, you know, David's daddy. And the other brothers are being, being marched in front of Samuel, and, and Samuel says, hold on, this is not it. It's got to be somebody else. Why you got to go out in the field? See, God may have you out in the field getting you prepared to do what he needs you to do at the appointed time. And watch this. If it's nothing, keep doing the assignment that he had you on. Take care of the sheep. What, the, what is that? That could be take care of your household. But you're not happy. I want to be something else. I want to be an evangelist. I want to be like Juanita Bynum's. I want to be like T.D. Jakes. I want to have this. I want to have that. Why not be happy with God? God always knows, guess what, even in the beginning when he made Adam, he said, you know what, it ain't good that Adam be alone. He knows that sometimes some of the people, some of his children are not satisfied with just him and them. Thank you, God. Watch what it says. My father and, and, and I, we will make our bow with you. He will teach you all the things and bring, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Write this down real quick. John 14, 16 and 17, 20, 23, 26. Just read over it. Sit down and meditate on it. The theater of your mind, that's the next area, the theater of your mind. And I'm telling you, this mind thing is powerful. I wish I could get you to study it. If you study it, you will find out that many of the things that you're allowing to interfere in your mind, to dis watch this, disrupt your mind. When you got a flow in the spirit, you got a flow going, and all of a sudden you get off because of an illness. You get off because of a death in the family. You get off because of a job uh, 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 change. Or, or an assignment change. You get off because of a person uh, um, making a comment. And it's all about your focus. It's the theater of your mind, which you have got to, we already talked about it, it's focus, it's meditation. You may, watch this, you may be wondering, if God does not speak audibly, how does he speak? He speaks through the Holy Spirit in the theater of your mind. And, watch this, through spiritual Hearing. You got to know this. It's spiritual hearing. It's deep down inside. That's the only reason. Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not big on trying to reinvent the wheel with thy will be done. I'm really not reinventing the wheel. Everybody ought to already know that because it's in the word. But what happens is God winds up allowing some it, for that particular principle thank you, Holy Ghost, to be hidden from some folks. And now it's up to me, just like uh, Noah 
saying it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. It's going. He's got the message. Listen, God is going to send rain. It's going to destroy the earth. It's going to flood the whole earth. It's going to rain. Please get ready, and you got to get in this boat. I'm wondering how much extra space they – watch this. The Holy Spirit just gave me this. How much extra space was it in, in the boat when Noah was praying, watch this, and preaching and asking all these people to get in the boat? What if all these people, let's say 600 people, would have got in the boat? But God gave – good God Almighty – God gave Noah – the blueprint for the boat, and guess what? I don't believe it was a whole lot of extra space in the boat for them. Why? Because God knew them stiff-necked, hard-haired people were not going to listen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If so, why God made a boat and it had room enough for a thousand more people, two thousand people, God made a boat and made provision for folk He knew wasn't going to listen. So here, here I am. I'm saying, Lord, let Your will be done, all over this earth. Bind us as one. How can we pray together? And you got this prayer. I got that prayer. You got this prayer. You got that prayer. How can we pray and be as one? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. When you intercede. Even when you intercede, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters. They ask me, pray for their children, pray for their marriage. I'm saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way and let your awesome will be done in their lives. Move, move by your power in their lives, O oh God, and let the will of God happen in their life. You say, well, well, what is that? I don't know. God knows better than me, and I'm not listening. If you're going to base your relationship on my prayer being what you want, then you might as well not have me pray for you. Because if you sit down with me, I'm going to show you. God knows better. God knew better here. God knew. Matter of fact, if you talk about David and being anointed as king, when Samuel walked in, he was getting ready to anoint the, the oldest brother. Oh, surely this is him. Uh, put that oil down. It is not him. Maybe this one, maybe this one, maybe this one. Why? Because we do have ideas. We do have thoughts. We do have ways, watch this, of how we want to do things. But what we need to do is surrender. Thank you, God. Surrender to God. Lord, have your way. My day, this day today, have your way. I was offering some thoughts going here, going there. All of a sudden, it hit me. Today is Wednesday. I knew it this morning. I was making my plan, but then I got off. Once I got off, I kind of got into la-la land. I was still accomplishing little things here and there, but, but when it came, I said, hold on a second. Let me go down there and read over my material. Thank you, God, right in the nick of time. Thank you, God. Why? Because God knows. Come on, somebody say it with me. God knows best. No, say it again. God knows best. He knows best for what? He knows best for me. They had that TV show, Father Knows Best. I believe it. Not that father, but my father. Father knows best. Father knows best. Father knows best. Have your way, God. Even in my own life, I'm trying to accomplish this. I'm trying to do this. But, God, don't let me disrupt in my life what you have for me. I'm a slave to you. I'm your servant. Do with my life whatever you have. Anything that brings you glory, Lord, have your way. And if it's nothing, God, let me be faithful until you need me. And if you don't need me and rapture me home, thank you, Jesus. Be comfortable. Be like Paul. Whatever state I am, I've found myself to be comfortable in God. He helped me to do what I need to do. But you just won't listen. And he's speaking to your mind. He's speaking to your heart. Look at the top of page 83. I know I'm jumping around, but they've got a lot of examples in here, imageries and pictures and friends and all that kind of stuff. Listen to this. You, you could picture it in your theater of your mind and hear it with the inner ear because you know them both so well. When it comes to you hearing a scenario, you hear a picture. Thank you, God. You hear a, a um, example of something. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is so very faithful. Um, Reverend Ike. I don't know if y'all know Reverend Ike. If you know Reverend Ike, I had never seen Reverend Ike. I first saw Reverend Ike, I believe it was in 2017. 
It could have been 2016, late 2016, but 2017, I know I've seen him. I had never seen him. So I kept hearing stories, kept hearing stories, kept hearing all these stories. How powerful Reverend Ike, Reverend Ike, Reverend Ike. And I'm, and I'm reading stuff about him. I'm hearing about him. And I had a picture of him in my mind. When the person showed me, they sent me a video of Reverend Ike. I said, uh-uh, that's, that's not the Reverend Ike I know. No. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to, that slick hair, that curly hair waved to the side, I did not want to accept that. I had a picture of Reverend Ike in my mind, and I like my picture in my mind more than I like the picture that I saw. No, 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 that's not the Reverend Ike I know. I, I don't even know the man. But in your mind, when God says something, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, whatever you want from God, make sure you get his seal, make sure you connect with him, and then put a picture in your mind. Because let me tell you something. As we get ready to go to our close, um, it's very, very powerful, the mind that God has given you. Watch this. I told you, your heart is your deep thoughts. Your soul is your spiritual man. Your soul is your spiritual man. When you let things sink from your mind into the subconscious mind down into your heart, and then into your soul, I'm talking now you're at the point where this is literally life or death for you. The Bible says out of the man's heart, that's what your mouth is speaking. Your soulless nature, watch this, is so very powerful. It literally is the creative being, that breath of God that came into your life, that came into all of our life when he breathed into man the breath of life. That's his own spirit that he puts in us. Watch this. You do not have to see words so you don't see man, M-A-N, but rather an actual experience that has been indelibly imprinted upon your mind, you can hear and see what was said and done. So when you, listen, if I started talking to you about uh, David being anointed and David being out in the field, you start to see in your mind, some, uh, you see a figure. It may be a white man, it may be a little black boy, it may be a Hispanic, I don't know what it is in your mind, but you see something. You see a house, you see the door, and it says, and, and, and Jesse went to the door and called for David. You see it. Your mind is so very powerful that it can start to send signals, and your spirit man gets a hold of it. When you really get it good, let me tell you something. It is a creative force. Nothing will be able to shake it. Drop down to that last paragraph on page 83. You tell me whether it's true or false or whether it's do you believe it or not. When you begin to spend time with him and meditate on him, on his word, you too will see and hear him and know him even better than the person you love most in the world. I'm going to read it again. You tell me whether it's true or false. Do you believe it? D-Y-B-I. Do you believe it? When you, it's the same way with the Lord. When you start to spend time with him and meditate on his word, you will see and hear him and know him even better than a person you love most in the world. Some people love people more than they love God. They won't admit it. They won't say it. But honestly, they love that person more. You know why? Because let me tell you this. They try to do things to benefit that person over what God says. Good God Almighty. Mm. Mm. True or false? Do you believe it? Come on, let's end with this. Time set apart for the Lord naturally develops into intimate into an intimate, loving relationship between you and Jesus. True or false? Say it again, because you may not have the book. Time set apart <clears throat> for the Lord naturally develops into an intimate, loving relationship 
between you and Jesus? True or false? Do you believe it? Do you believe that? That's why, listen, that's why I'm his favorite. That's why I'm his favorite. It ain't ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. This is me and him. Y'all, watch this. You guys, all y'all do is enhance my relationship with him. Ultimately, I'm trying to please him. Ultimately, it's about my relationship with him. Ultimately, it's about me reflecting him on earth. Thank you, God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your word sinks into the hearts and the minds of those who were here. Pray, dear Lord, that they get a relationship with you as you have afforded me. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, saints of God. God willing, I'll talk to you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.